Welcome to another edition of Bayou Business Download, a podcast from the Greater Houston Partnership where we dive into the data and analytics influencing the region's economy. I'm your host, AJ Mistretta, and I'm joined again by Partnership Senior Vice President of Research, Patrick Jankowski. Today, we're going to give you some insight into the latest on COVID-19 and its impact on the Houston region. We'll talk about the metrics that Patrick and his team are tracking and what they tell us. Patrick, thanks for joining me again today. AJ, it's, it's great to be uh, on this podcast with you again. I really do enjoy it. You know, Patrick, in May and early June, things were beginning to look up a bit for business in the Houston region. We had a plan from the governor's office on how to begin the reopening by sector. And we saw some industries begin to bring employees back on the payroll and indeed back in the office. But that's changed in the last few weeks as the number of COVID-19 cases has skyrocketed in our region. What are we seeing right now? Well, AJ, you're correct. We thought things were getting a lot better in, in, in May and June, uh, especially if you look at some of the national numbers. We were creating a, a significant number of jobs nationally, but recoup some of the jobs that we lost locally. Uh, and it th- looked like things were on the mend. But the surge in COVID cases has definitely suspended and made, uh, the, the recovery and, and actually postponed the full reopening. Now, to give you some idea, we had lost in the first part of the pandemic uh, in Houston, over 350,000 jobs. In May, most current numbers that we have as of this podcast, which is being recorded on July 16th, now we've gotten back about 74,000 of those jobs, but we're still over 250,000 jobs in the hole. Yeah. The other concern is that we, we were seeing a trending down in people in the region filing claims for unemployment insurance. But that trend has stopped and reversed itself somewhat. We saw, actually saw a slight uptick in the initial claims that were filed last week. So the data is, is not going in the right direction. Uh, one of the challenges that we have is that the data that gets reported today is data gathered a month ago when what we really need to do is look at data which is being gathered last week. Things which are economists sometimes refer to as high frequency data or near time forecasting or real-time forecasting. And as we look at that, it shows things are not quite as rosy as they were uh, six weeks ago. Yeah. And I think you, you know, we're going to talk about some of those more rapid indicators, if you will. And, you know, one of the key metrics that you and your team have been following comes from what some might see as an unlikely source, and that's Yelp. You know, that's the crowdsourcing website for reviewing consumer-facing businesses, such as restaurants, bars, uh, you know, beauty salons, et cetera. What is Yelp telling us about the businesses here in Houston that are consumer-facing? Yeah, let, let me pause just a little bit. Yelp, one, one of the things that a lot of economists are looking at now is we're trying to look at traffic on the internet. And it's especially important now since so many people are, are at home or people, if they're not at home, they're, they're checking things out on the web to figure out uh, where's the best place to eat, who's got the best service and so forth. Now, Yelp has millions of reviews of different restaurants, dental practices, grocery stores, uh, nail salons all over the U.S., and they've been tracking, Yelp has been tracking the number of businesses that were open and closed during the pandemic. Yeah. And nationwide, between uh, the middle of April and the middle of June, uh, we saw close to 180,000 businesses closed on Yelp. You know, since then, uh, nationwide, we saw about 37,000 open back up. But the trend does not look quite as good for Houston. In Houston, based on Yelp data, yeah. during the height of the pandemic, we saw about 3,500 companies 
close, Yelp companies close. And, and only about 500 of those have opened back up. So there's still over 3,000 Yelp businesses that remain closed. And as a, a kind of a, a proxy for what's going elsewhere in the economy, I suspect that we're looking at about only 16 to 15, 16 to 17% of the businesses which had closed have, have reopened since the uh, since early June or mid-June. Got it. Another bellwether of business health is temporary hiring. Why is that a focus for business economists like yourself? Temporary hiring is, is, is a great bellwether. It's a leading indicator of what's going to go on elsewhere. Uh, contract workers are, by their nature, they're the people who can be hired easily and let go easily. When the economy starts to pick up, you'll see businesses take on more contract workers because they're not sure that the recovery is for real, and they're going to bring on contract workers to fill the increase in orders. As the economy gets some legs underneath it and the recovery goes on for several months, those contract workers are often converted to being full-time workers or, or permanent workers, workers with benefits. But once again, as the economy slows down, the contract workers are the first to be let go. Uh, what we saw was nationwide, the number of contract workers fell by uh, almost 37% at the height of the pandemic, 37% this time compared to the same time last year. Right. Uh, we started to see some improvement in that. Uh, now we're only down about 29, 30% of where we were this time last year, but it's still showing what so few contract workers being brought on that the businesses either don't have the business or they are reluctant to bring people on because they're not sure the recovery is lasting. Now, if you look at it in Houston, Houston lost almost 15,000 contract workers mm. during the height of the pandemic. Uh, that, that is a huge number. Uh, and since then, we've only gained back about 400 of them. So it shows you in Houston, the businesses are still reluctant to bring contract workers on either because they don't have the business or they don't think the recovery is real. Got it. You know, one of the sectors, of course, most dramatically affected by the pandemic has been food and beverage. Uh, Governor Abbott last month uh, reclosed bars and nightclubs in an effort to staunch the spread of the virus in such establishments. He also cut capacity at restaurants from 75% back to 50%. You know, this yo-yoing must be difficult for companies to manage. What are you looking at in this arena? Once again, we're going back to an app. We're going back to something on the web, something that we didn't have five years. We didn't have it during the Great Recession to know what's going on. And that's Open Table. Uh, a lot of people use Open Table to book reservations. Open Table knows how many restaurants are open because of their logging in. They know how many of them have closed. They know what their seating capacity is. At the worst part of the pandemic, less than 2%, excuse me, at the worst part of the pandemic, less than two-tenths of 1% of all restaurants in the U.S. were open. That's picked up, but once again, it's starting to trail down. Uh, when things were opening up in the U.S. and things were opening up in Houston, when Governor Abbott allowed the restaurants to open, uh, based on open table, about 75% 70, of the restaurants had reopened. Now that's slipped down to about 67%, and that is as of the first week of July. And I suspect that as I go and look at the data next week, for the week that we're in now, that'll have slipped even further. Uh, also, you're looking at seating capacity as far as the number of, of people sitting in the restaurants. That's below 50% from where it was this time last year. The restaurants are open. They're mainly their business now is takeout. If you yep. go into a takeout restaurant and you look around, even though the restaurant's open, there are very few people sitting in them. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, thanks, Patrick. We'll get right back to the conversation. 
Buy You Business Download is made possible by PNC Bank, which is proud to support the Greater Houston Partnership. PNC believes that giving back to their customers, their employees, and our community is the right thing to do. Visit pnc.com slash about us to learn more. The PNC Financial Services Group, Inc., all rights reserved. Patrick, we all know that the advice in recent weeks has been to stay home if we possibly can in an effort to stem the rising number of cases. Do we have any way of measuring whether people are in fact cutting back on their mobility? Uh, once again, we're going back to a web app. We're going back to the internet and that's Google. This okay. morning when I tried to log on to Google, it said, do you want to allow your location settings? Anytime you turn on your location settings, whether it's on your laptop or whether it's on your cellular device, Google's tracking you. And Google has been looking at this data. Uh, they, they created a baseline as to people moving around based on their cell phone. The baseline is, is January through February and compare that to where they are now. And you can definitely see a trend in mobility. It's referred to a Google mobility app. It says that 35 to 45% of Houstonians are no longer traveling to work each day compared to where we were in January and February. Mm. It says that 10 to 20% are still avoiding public venues like restaurants and retail establishments and so forth. Just 10 to 20%, just 10 to 20% in that, in that space. Yeah, well, 10 to 20% and actually say 10 to 20% in grocery stores and so forth. It actually gets up higher for, for, for other areas. We did see a, a spike in what they call public venues, which are parks and marinas and beaches and so forth. But that was associated with 4th of July. Got it. Uh, basically, it's showing that, showing that probably the most telling there is that 35 to 45% of the people out there are still not going to work. Hmm. Some are not going to work because they've been let go. Some are not going to work because they're shut down. And it isn't until you start to see that number get back up closer to less than 5 or 10% not going to work that we're going to see the economy reopening. Your team has been fielding a survey with local small businesses since shortly after the pandemic began. The goal has been to get a reading on what businesses are facing right now and how they're coping. What do these results show from the most recent survey? AJ, you're referring to something we call the Houston Business Barometer. It's a survey that, that we send to our members, uh, any member that has fewer than 500 employees, because we're trying to get a, a pulse for the small and medium-sized businesses. Uh, the last survey we did was July 6th through 8th. And if, if you look at that, 30% of the companies that responded to the survey said their outlook has de deteriorated in, in the last week. Uh, that's compared to only 11% in, in the first week of June. Mm. Uh, if you look at it, 35% of the respondents say their revenues have declined since the last billing cycle. 34% uh, say their, in, their operations have been severely impacted. And so, you know, what we're looking at is this, this challenge between data, which is a, a month or two old, saying things are, are getting better, and data, which is a week or two old, saying, no, they're not. Yeah. And I suspect when we start to get the data for July and August, which we won't get until August and September, we'll be looking back and saying, that's the way things felt in July. That's truly the way they were. Things were not as robust and not rebounding as quickly as we had hoped they would be. Yeah. And I think it's, it's important to note that, you know, when we did this survey back in June, just a month ago, um, you know, things were, businesses were looking up, you know, as reopening was continuing, they, they were optimistic. Uh, business owners were optimistic about their, their prospects moving forward with reopening. And then with the rise in cases, that sentiment has really done a 180, right? Yeah. You talked about the rise in cases. 
the COVID virus is in the driver's seat. It's determining everything which goes on right now. It, it affects confidence. It affects the ability to reopen. You know, if you think about it, we've seen the number of cases in Texas increase fivefold in the last month. Mm-hmm. We've had a similar increase in Houston. And, and consumers, they're not going to want to go out if they're worried about getting the virus or if they're worried about spreading it to someone else. Now, there's so many things which are going to be affecting the recovery. One is whether people have depleted their savings or whether if they've lost their job, they've been able to find another job, uh, whether they are in a high-risk group or whether they live in a high-risk neighborhood, whether they're following guidance that the elected officials are giving, asking you to wear a mask and, and stay home as much as possible. Ultimately, the timing of the recovery is going to be determined by COVID is when people feel it's no longer a threat to our health. It's interesting when you look at the data that's out there, the surge in cases, when we can trace them back, they're not being traced back to people at work. They're being traced back to people not social distancing when they, they're out in public or when they're visiting with family or friends. Patrick, on a broader scale, the U.S. Census Bureau conducts a weekly household purse survey of the adult population to assess their experience during the pandemic. What do the nationwide results from that survey tell us, and how did the Houston-specific results differ? Well, a real concern is, I guess the best way to put this, this is a way to measure personal pain. Distress, not in the economy, but distress in the household, inside the home. If you look at the data for Houston versus the data for the U.S., the data for Houston, unfortunately, is coming in just a little bit worse than the data for the U.S. as a whole. A series of questions are asked. One of them uh, is asked about, has anyone in your household experienced a loss of income? And that routinely, since this survey has been done, which started in early May, 50% of households in Houston have had someone who's experienced a loss of income. If you look at it, the question is asked about food insecurity, about whether there was enough to eat or whether there's a fear there wouldn't be enough to eat uh, in the week. And 15 to 20 percent of households are responding. There's a concern about food security in their household. If, if you look at that, they ask, was well, anybody in the household delayed medical care mm. in the last four weeks? And if you're looking at it, 35 to 40 percent of Houstonian household, Houston households have delayed some form of medical care. So uh, on that basis, you can definitely see the pain that's going on at the household level when you're not seeing it maybe in the broader economy or to the same extent in the broader economy. Right. We're painting a rather bleak picture to be sure, but there are few ways to sugarcoat this current reality. What do you see in terms of an overall outlook right now? Well, I I think we're still going to struggle for the next few weeks. And that is going to be, when I say the next few weeks in July and August, uh, maybe even into September. But I think people are adjusting. I shouldn't say I think. I know people are adjusting to the current way that we're having to go about doing business. Uh, we're going to probably hit a plateau. The question is, uh, how long will it take for us to get off that plateau? Most of the forecasts I look at, most of the data I look at, suggest that we'll start to see uh, some significant improvement towards the end of the year and the beginning of next year. Of course, that could be changed if we have a, still another surge in COVID cases. But most of what I see out there is showing a a nice recovery beginning in the fourth quarter. AJ, when I talked about mobility data, I was talking about for the region as a whole. But if you look at each individual county, you know, Austin, Brazoria, Chambers, Fort Bend, Galveston, Liberty, Montgomery, Waller, we're seeing similar trends in just about all the counties. 
Harris County doesn't differ that much from Montgomery County. Brazoria County doesn't differ that much from Galveston County. As far as people staying at home, people avoiding uh, public spaces, and, and people not going to work. I guess the one exception was we did see a spike in mobility and recreation in Galveston County the week of July 4th. That's to be expected, but we're starting to see that go back down again. Patrick, uh, thank you for your insight today. AJ, I'm, I'm glad to help you out. Uh, I'm sure you, you agree with me. We're just ready for this to be over with for things to get back to normal. So ready, so ready. Uh, and that's going to do it for this episode of the Bayou Business Download. Thank you again to PNC Bank for helping make this podcast possible. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. You can do so by visiting the podcast page on houston.org. You'll also find links to recent data and news updates. We are also updating our coronavirus resource page daily with links, articles, and tools geared toward the Houston business community. You can find the link on our homepage or go to houston.org slash coronavirus. Please continue to follow the directives from local officials and health experts. Thanks again for listening to Bayou Business Download.